Thanks for joining us again. Back into Dolph Lundgren territory, Jared. What, are you happy to what, be there? What, <laughs> I, I used to think I was always happy to be in Dolph's <laughs> bosom, but I don't know how happy I am at this present moment. <laughs> uh, we've, we've hunted down a picture that we have wanted to watch for a while when we went through the whole Die Hard rip-offs section that we had many, many episodes back. Yes. And it's called Command Performance. And it's kind of die-hard at a rock concert, so to speak. How many people on the planet do you reckon would have been hanging to see this movie as much as we were at this point? Not many. <laughs> and I suggest less. <laughs> seen it. But that only good time, Jared. Only good time. I think we need to go to like some sort of group therapy oh, session. Or I, in a way, I wish Dolph would retire. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't. Although, although I've still got a large portion of his, of his fucking filmography that I haven't seen. So yeah. I guess that, that it, the point is moot there. Yeah. But before we get to that quick run through of what we might have seen, I have seen very little. I watched the documentary that just came onto Shutter called Shark Exploitation. Mm-hmm. And this will probably segue perfectly into your section because I believe you saw it as well. I did. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Good bit of fun. I've never. I mean, I've never seen so many bad movies in one fucking documentary in my life. There were so many bad shark movies. Well, once we hit the 2000s, these got out of hand. Well, you know, we've been having conversations about you talking about, you know, Jaws 2 is pretty close and blah, 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 and this movie did nothing but reinforce the fact that even with Jaws 2, there has not been a a shark movie with a fucking bull's roar (laughs) of Jaws for nearly 50 years. (laughs) Yes, correct. <laughs> it's kind of gone from... It, even, it, it just sort of reinforced further how it went from Jaws was just so, so good, but then we went to just schlocky... <laughs> schlocky crap. <laughs> immediate fucking... Immediate attempts to cash in on it. Yeah. That one about the Burt Reynolds movie was a bit of a fucking Yeah, that was worry. pretty... Yeah, that was yeah. a little That troubling. guy was actually killed. Yes. And they left it in there. Yep, yep. Oh, shit. Correct. We haven't had a great shark movie since Jaws. I mean, in all honesty, we can lay, if, if we were to circle sort of five to ten of the best, Jaws rip-offs, mm. things like Piranha, Tentacles, Orca, Deep Blue Sea, yeah. they're, they're, they're all in there. Yeah, 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 exactly. And look, unfortunately, this is the thing. If you had to say Jaws, Jaws is the number one shark film, then the gap between the number two is fucking huge. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I yeah. consider the next best one for me personally to be Deep Blue Sea. Yeah. And it's good fun, but it's got all sorts of problems. Yes. Yeah. And then, you know, The Shallows is quite good. Yeah. Uh, and even 47 metres down is okay. Yep. And I think, look, a lot of them are perfectly fun sort of experiences to watch. Yeah. <laughs> where you kind of when everything is okay, Jaws, this. Like, <laughs> I know, you kind of the like, scale just kind of goes. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And look, I've got a question though after watching that documentary. Yes. And I think I know the answer because we've just explained that the gap between the <laughs> Jaws and all these other ones is quite large. Yeah. But can you remake Jaws? Can it be remade in this current climate, Jared? We talked about saying that, you know, everything's on the table. Is Jaws on the table? I don't see, like, a natural kind of 
avenue to it. Like, there's certain things where you hear about them being remade and you're like, oh, well, you know, updating it for particular... Yeah, or the original was kind of so-so, so yeah. we can, we can ex- expand on or, it. We can make elements of aged about it. I don't see, like, a natural thing with Jaws, especially because our understanding of sharks is a little better, so it's sort of harder to look at it that way. Hmm. But oftentimes, me and you have these conversations, and I'm like, I'm not precious about remaking anything. Let's just fucking throw it at the wall and see if it sticks. I think Jaws might be my exception to that. Hmm. Let's just do something else Yes, that, that is influenced by Jaws. I think the reason is that we haven't had a better shark picture. So no. why would we remake something that's already the top of the pile? Yeah. Substantially top of the pile. Yeah, So yeah. why would we not just leave it alone? I think it's another case where it's just waiting for someone to come along with a really cool twist on things. Mm. And I just it's don't feel like, like there's you a... Know, sharks that can be on sand or on the moon <laughs> or in a tornado. Like, What about the ones that are curing cancer and it's become <laughs> fucking very apparent that sharks can get I cancer? Mean, I love the high-concept approach. But... Yeah, so do I. <laughs> I think it's because Jaws is, is currently... Jaws is untouchable because it's not... hasn't been bested. Mm. So when you haven't bested it, you can't really re- remake it. it no, it, that's it right. And when you bit... don't look at it and say... Things are sagging. Things are falling off on on this. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. still watch Jaws and you're like, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's still and it still gets. It still pulls in dollars at like the drive-ins where they have the water and stuff. Yep. And people love it. Still love it. Yep. So it's it's. That's because again, fifty years, bulls roar. Bulls roars. <laughs> yeah, we're fucking a long way away. But also, I feel I like it's, it's a couple of bulls roars. <laughs> Put together. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're a way off. <laughs> Jaws 2, although fun, she's pretty forgettable. She's pretty, like, you know. At the very least, one thing I will say about Jaws 2, after I made some fucking pretty, pretty poor commentary last episode, <laughs> saying that I felt like I could go snake eyes on it, and you were like, fucking stop. <laughs> no, but, each to their own. Each to their own. I feel like it, but again, five stars, three and a half. Yeah, well, no, it's still a gap. It's a gap. But, but a I guess gap. I look at Jaws 2 and I say, it actually looks, it's filmed in a similar way in terms of, it's got the same kind of yeah, atmosphere yeah. that the first one has. And they did mention in the in the movie that, um, I don't know if anyone sort of said it might have been better to hold back on this approach, but they did say that it was quite a deliberate approach to say, well, we're going to show more of the shark. Yeah, and yeah. Burn it and yeah. kind of... It was a fun little bit of bit of work to revisit and see things like Cruel Jaws that were oh, out and out just snipping bits out of other Jaws movies. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But look, it was good fun. Yeah. It was a I good like fun it. little doco. Um, that was all I had. Yep. Well... I actually had uh, yeah, a, bit a few of... bits and pieces. I finished up my Venture Through the Naked Gun series. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't love another fucking tiptoe through that series? Well, I'm going to put my own personal opinions out there. I think part three is better than part two. I don't know whether that's just... I don't know. I just find particular things in part three funnier than part two. Mm. Personal tastes. But, I mean, I still fucking keel over in laughter when... Anna Nicole Smith comes out in that, in, you know, in the skimpy kind of bathing suit, and the old lady's there going, "Put some clothes on." And what are you doing in my bathing suit? <laughs> 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 and just and and you know, 
Drebin in the fucking prison, prison yeah. <laughs> starting the riot. With, you know, and the whole thing about, I'm not a piece of meat. I'm not a piece of meat, I've Jake. tried everything, creams, lotions, you know, yeah, yeah. things that vibrate. <laughs> <laughs> the guy, isn't that where he's sort of saying, have you tried sexy underwear? And Drebin's there going, I've tried everything. everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I mean, fucking hell, we are juveniles. I mean, man. it's probably, it's funny you say that. It probably is the most juvenile one, but I think it is. I think it's just, it's shorter too. Yeah. Which I think just means you get a better sort of bang for buck. Yeah, yeah. Pound for pound, I think it's a bit funny. It doesn't go overstay its welcome either, yeah, yeah. which these movies can and tend to do. Definitely. I mean, you chastised me for hanging around Chuck Norris territory too much. <laughs> you were. I tacked on two more Chuck oh, Norris pictures. For God's sake. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, well, I really, I just feel like I have to do give you the just man fi- Do you just finish one and then just fucking Pretty go? much, sometimes. Oh, oh. I just have to, I <laughs> I have to get straight into the octagon. I have to give <laughs> the man his fair chance to impress me. And but, I feel like, you know, after about seven or eight movies, <laughs> I'm still waiting. The guy has never impressed you. No, he hasn't. Uh, <laughs> and uh, clearly, no, these new ones didn't no. do anything for you. So, the octagon. The octagon's not such a terrible kind of idea for a martial arts picture, mm. but it just fucking kind of takes forever to get to the martial arts part of the picture. And we keep fucking around with this. Is he whispering of, in his own fucking oh, he's mind? whispering in his own head. He keeps kind of. I reckon there's about six or seven times where they cut into the into his head and he's there going, ah, it's his men, what are they doing here? And all this, it's fucking weird, <laughs> to be honest. Doesn't work. Bread, milk, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of doesn't work, I went back to back with that and the hero on the terror. Okay. Uh, hero on the terror. Yeah, I could have told you that without watching it, I think. I think I've said it to you. Is this another one of his chuck up against unstoppable... Killer? Well, Hero on the Terror is like a thriller, like a like a police kind of thriller. So why do you get Chuck Norris to do that? Why is Chuck so fucking attached to this kind of crap? Because well, Chuck should be just kicking someone's ass. <laughs> exactly, that's his area of expertise. <laughs> yeah, and, and, I mean, if I'm a fucking dessert chef, I don't fucking <laughs> muscle in on the entree fucking station. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I don't grab a steak and start saying, "Give it here, I'm a fucking go." Yeah, okay, this is what I want to do. Well, I stick to my lane. Exactly. And when, you know what? When I can't act worth a shit, I they don't try and do something. One creme brulee for table 18. <laughs> I say, that's me. I've got that. Yeah. But in this one, like I, I read a couple of reviews that suggested, oh, this is, you know, Chuck trying to branch out and really kind of stretching. Not really. <laughs> he's a cop. He's acting, his acting <laughs> abilities. And I'm like, his delivery of every line is just like every other line Has of what he's threatened some deliver. of these people? Possibly. I think so. I think so. He might threaten me. And so if <laughs> yeah. I come back next episode and tell you that, <laughs> you know... Um, Chuck inserted his Missing in action's fucking brilliant. <laughs> You'll know what's happened. I'm still scared of the man. Oh, of, course, <laughs> of course. I mean, I don't want to fucking run into him in a dark alley. <laughs> Shit. But, yeah, I can but tell I you... But I can no I longer not... stay silent on the quality of his No, no. Films. I did not watch Hero and the Terror and say, hmm, gee, Chuck's really <laughs> delivered a performance. I didn't, I didn't venture into your Steven Seagal kind of sort of... <laughs> Oh, he yeah, can he's deliver a, a performance to Yeah, what? I'm saying to Chuck, just go ahead and kick my ass. You're moving <laughs> yeah. fucking hope Yeah. I, I'm really... I, I, I'm loading up from Look, there. You can flog me, but 
It's still a bad movie. And before Chuck. he kicks my teeth out, I'm fucking giving him the whole yeah, yeah. And after he kicks my teeth out, I'm writing it on a piece of paper. <laughs> this movie sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, pushing it into his pocket. Yeah. Um, he, needs to, he needs to... Chuck should never have done anything other than action. And that's, you know, we're heading into Dolph territory. Even when Dolph does a bad movie, at least he was trying to do what... He's known for fucking Was doing. he? <laughs> he was, he was trying to. Just about did, that on this yeah. film. But you're correct. Don't stretch. Yeah. Like, you know you're not... Like, this is where there's too many yes men and there's too many fucking people telling you that you're better than you are and all that mm. sort of bullshit. No. That- so you end up in Forest Warrior. <laughs> no one says... Uh, do you think we should take a you know ten to fifteen to just you know do some pros and cons let's on this go, one? Let's go and get a coffee, sit down, and just you know take a breath, Chuck. Funnily enough, the Octagon that was uh, that had Aaron Norris on screen, on screen Aaron Norris, and one of Chuck's sons. What does he look like? Girl. A greedy prick. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a bit rough. <laughs> no talent, greedy prick. I think he, yeah, he looks like he, he could kick your ass too. Well, so. look, they're both. I can tell you right now, I've got one foot up my ass from Aaron Norris and one foot up my ass from Chuck Norris. But I can tell you now, Jared, do not, Chuck. I mean, look, look. The guy's got to the tune of eighty million bucks. Yeah. Right. So clearly, I, I, he doesn't give a shit. No, he doesn't give a shit. But what people I, like me, me and you might think of his movie. I think if he'd have cut the hero and the terror out, he might be closer to a hundred or so. But the, <laughs> <laughs> but the bottom line is, I think he would have had a better career as a, I guess, as a, um, as. Being known for his films, yeah, a little bit more. Had he have cut away some of this kind of like I'm stretching a little bit yes. and I'm trying. A to- guy like Stallone, I applaud for doing shit like Copland because he demonstrated the ability to do it. I don't applaud you him t- for doing fucking Rambo. Like, <laughs> no, no. no. But you tell Just me Chuck Norris's top five films. I guarantee you, none of them are any where it's like, oh, Chuck decided he didn't want to kick ass in this one and he played a played a grizzled cop. That that's not. He played yeah. a partially deaf police officer who puts on weight. Like Chuck can't do that no, for you. He can't. He just he can't. can't. Like, and that's not a knock on Chuck. It's a knock on his ability to pick what would be correct or what his agent was picking or that's what Aaron right. was picking for him. That's right. Whatever it is, it's more of a knock on the fact that I feel like he chose roles where he was trying to kind of stretch his acting credentials, and he doesn't have them. No. Walker is a classic example, and that's why Chuck was so yeah, successful with Walker. Lane. He stuck to his lane, and he got ten seasons out of that seasons, Exactly. So, and I'm um, assuming he's an exec producer on the current oh, fucking pilot ship. I'm sure he's getting a slice from There's that one. There's nobody. I, I, I dropped off that after the first season. Still going. Are you watching it? No. <laughs> the spin-off lasted one season and got canned. What was the spin-off? The spin-off was like Walker in the 1800s or something. What? One of Walker's relatives... It was a female, and then the his best mate, mate was yeah. a bit of a wasn't he rogue or something? A bit of a rogue. He was the same, just the his, same his actor ancestor. playing one of his ancestors. Right. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, so again, Adam, I was, you know, I've, I've just happened to luck into some real, real gems that I've been meaning to watch for a while here. Mm-hmm. Okay. I watched Action USA. Okay, yeah, yeah, what's that like? Action flick from the eighties. Look. The, the the plot and the story is just paint by numbers, but the whole thing was seemingly put together by stunt people. 
So, I mean, in the first couple of minutes, you got these these car races. Basically, the first 20 minutes of the film, you spend in this pursuit in cars. Then we end up in a helicopter with one bloke fucking hanging out of it. And the thing that you appreciate about it is you look at it and you're like, yeah, that's a bloke hanging out of a fucking helicopter. <laughs> like, they did it. Yeah, yeah. And there's multiple angles. There's in the helicopter with this bloke just fucking hanging out <laughs> over the water. Then there's looking up at the helicopter with a bloke clearly hanging out of the helicopter. Yeah. So from that perspective, it's pretty fun. Mm. Like, you're not going to it for the story or the acting, but the stunts and the fights, and that's what it's. That's what you're there for. It's basically, you know, like, you know, Grant Page... Putting on a whole movie of his own, yeah, it's it's like that sort of thing, yeah. and so it was it was kind of fun to watch for that uh, that angle. Ventured into the cinemas and caught the Little Mermaid. That wasn't my selection, but wasn't too bad. Yeah, and I actually jumped into, and this is on the back of you know I've just shared a a uh, purchase with you called the Action Hero Scouting Report from one of my favourite writers, Shay Serrano. I gone back onto his old book, movies and other things, and yep. he had a chapter on gangster films mm. and, you know, best scenes in gangster films. And it kind of highlighted a couple of uh, couple of blemishes on my resume, things that I'd been meaning to watch. You know, everyone's got those movies they've been meaning to watch forever that just keep continue escaping them. So yeah. I, I ticked two off the list. Which one? Goodfellas. You've, you'd never watched Goodfellas? never watched Goodfellas. Holy Christ. I know, I know. What the fuck were you doing? I don't know. I don't you know were watching that. fucking subspecies mm, movies. Watching, I watched the entire subspecies and, series. And, I watched and, Substitutes 1 through 4. You watched The Octagon. And the Octagon. And I had seen Goodfellas. Like I said, just Holy those holes in the Christ. resume. So I, I watched Goodfellas, loved it. A fucking brilliant movie. Goodfellas. Backed it up with Casino. Yeah, Casino's not as good, but it's still enjoyable. Fucking hell. Fucking hell. Yeah, Casino's not... Casino's not as good, but it's still very good. Casino's more of the... I think Goodfellas, the story's a little tighter and just kind of rolls along a little better, whereas Goodfellas... Gets a little, goes a little bit off in on tangents, yeah. and it's not as it's just not as tight. Even though it's all like you look at it, and it's kind of based on a true story, and then you see the parts that were based on the true story, and you're like, well, fuck, the bones of everything actually happened pretty much. Yeah, it was more just like the acting and you know the timelines and stuff that they they mess with. So yeah, those two were fun, and the last one that I got to, I ventured into Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion. Yep, the latest Marvel show. Oh yes, is that the one with Samuel L. Jackson? Sam Jackson, Ben Mendelsohn. <sighs> nah. Well, I read a review on a particular episode that said it was like the visual equivalent of fucking treading water or whatever. Quite honestly, the whole series feels feels a bit like that. Just kind of bridging a bridging a gap. It's not super exciting. I think it's the first time you know we've spoken about soup superhero fatigue and whatnot and I've kept up with the Marvel movies Mm. and kind of you know gritted my teeth through things like the Eternals and I think this is the first time where I've kind of watched the series you desperately wanted to stop watching well not that I wanted to stop watching it but there was multiple times where I kind of just sort of said to myself the core reason that I'm watching this is to stick with the Marvel continuity Yeah, I don't want to be behind on the story and I'm not sure I've got any other reason to watch it. I mean, Sam Jackson's good. I love Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah. I think he's fucking great in everything. The fact that he gets to just use his Aussie accent and call everyone mate in the Marvel Universe is still, yeah, that's still pretty cool. But other than that, I was just kind of like, 
Yeah, I'm just I'm only watching this to keep up with the with the continuity, which probably isn't the best reason. Okay. All right. Let's take a break. Here's the trailer for 2009's Command Performance. Don't sound too excited. Oh god. I feel like <laughs> Let's just go. To the trailer. <laughs> Russia, America's biggest pop star, has come for the command performance, and the president and his daughters are the guests of honor. Until a group of kidnappers go, go, go. crash the party. I fully expect the money by midnight, or I will begin executing the hostages. Now, the fate of the country rests in the hands of one man. Lundgren. Command Performance. I guess the show's over. Command Performance from 2009. Directed by Dolph Lundgren, who directed Missionary Man. It's also written by Dolph Lundgren <laughs> and a gentleman by the name of Steve Latshaw, who wrote Invisible Dad. And it's produced by Danny Lerner who produced The Expendables 3, and Les Weldon, who produced Rambo Last Blood. It stars Dolph Lundgren as Joe, Melissa Molinaro as Venus, Haristo Shoparov as President Petrov, and Dave Lagino as Oleg Kazov. The budget was $6 million. Uh, box office, I can only assume this went direct to DVD. Yes. I would suggest. Now... This one um, screened at the Iseka Film Festival in Italy, comic book and sci-fi convention Los Angeles, and the Astania International Action Film Festival in Kazakhstan. Mm. So, you know, she, yeah, there's a bit of pedigree. They're, they're really <laughs> trumpeting this one out there to the uh, Europeans. All right, Jared. Give us your thoughts. Well... <laughs> I think. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I, I feel like this is one of those things that's just been hovering around, where we kind of had the sense that maybe she wasn't a great picture, but the idea just sounded so kind of funny that you were going to have a bit of a, you know, even if it wasn't a, a great action movie, that you were going to have a bit of schlocky fun and a bit of. Bit of a laugh at some of the scenarios. Yeah, I didn't get a single. <laughs> I didn't get a single quip about you know killing someone at a rock at a rock yeah, concert. Yeah, I didn't yeah. get a saying that it's sold fucking, out or yeah, something yeah, like that. You know. sold out or a fucking showtime baby or some <laughs> shit like that. Or yeah, yeah, I got nothing. I got none of that. Yeah, none. Um, none. I was upset, Adam. I, was, I think it's fair to be upset. Look, I think we probably. We had the expectations up there because even though it's not a great movie, it was so fucking hard to find. Yeah. Couldn't hire it anywhere. Couldn't get a dodgy copy on YouTube. (laughs) Somebody hadn't even fucking ripped it to YouTube. (laughs) No. That's where, you know, it built up this, I feel like it built up this kind of like 
legendary status. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah, it's yeah, almost it's like a mythical sort of mythical, a mythical Lundgren film. <laughs> Lundgren film <laughs> that we couldn't even get a blurry VHS fucking transfer <laughs> on YouTube. <laughs> so that probably added to it. But my god, it was flat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like a flat. For an action movie, it was very flat. I feel like the budget clearly played a part. I don't think Dolph's direction was really something I could be super positive about. No, it was just really down the line. No, no fucking. I saw in another review that kind of summed up some of my issues with it perfectly that was there's not a twist there's not a double cross there's there's nothing so we just kind of we just kind of stumbled through it and, and yeah I felt like I just had to I felt like I was just kind of sitting there by the end of it yeah I, needed bearing, those, I, I felt like I needed one of those machines from bloody clockwork orange <laughs> to get my eyes stuck on the screen because I was just I was disengaged yeah what so, would you give it one and a half one and a half I'll join you on one and a half. Flat perfectly sums it up. Dolph is hugely overextended. He's writing, directing and acting. He clearly has no handle on any of them. <laughs> Seems a little bit harsh, but we know he can act. But, but, but Dolph's a guy who's who's been in the salt mines of, of direct-to-video action films for years. Yeah. He should know what will pull people in. But this movie has just... It's just so boring. Yeah, that's probably its biggest its biggest it's, uh, crime. Yes. It is just overstuffed with characters, It and yet we know none of them. So the whole thing is kind of like a... It's just a hodgepodge of all these kind of like random conversations that don't mean anything. And then, you know, you, to toss in, you throw in a fucking villain who is just one of those boring thugs that, you know, that they, they trot out sometimes in these lower-rent films. They don't try to do anything different yep. with it. I look at something like Sudden Death and I think, you know, that one takes a die-hard formula, doesn't do anything fucking greatly outstanding, but produces a pretty entertaining little flick. Yeah. And we could have been there with this. Yep. But wherever they shot this, I mean, the acting, the, the people they got from the, who are acting is just, are just fucking awful. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Oh, God, let's get into it. <laughs> Bloody hell. The likes section is not going to be long. Oh, look, Doth plays <laughs> a pretty mean drum, though. I yeah. was sceptical because you told me that Dolph was also doing this one. I, I said it was a, a passion project of his and you were like, well, I think it's a, you know, it's picking up the money project. Yeah, yeah. pick up three paychecks worth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pick, up the, pick up the actor's paycheck and then say, I'll take the writers and the directors yeah. as well. Thank you very much. But also the drummers. <laughs> I'll the take the drummers. drummers' paycheck as well. And he can actually play the drums quite well. Well... You know, if you are, yeah, if you're looking for him to be in this role and play the drums on film, you're perfectly happy with what he's producing in that correct in that area. Correct. I didn't need people going, "Who's the drummer? He's pretty good." I mean, that's where you get. get you see, Dolph. It feels a little bit, and this is in the dislikes, but I'll. It feels a little bit like Dolph's gone into Seagal territory here. That yeah. kind of whole kind of like, oh, he's just the fucking greatest person who's ever lived. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? There was a bit of that early on. Yeah, and and Seagal does used to do that in all his movies. 
that whole thing yes. about how awesome is this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's an ego thing. Of right? course, of course. Similar like for me, <clears throat> not purely focused on the drumming, but I can buy Dolph in the fucking saggy rock star role. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you and I have been to a Bon Jovi concert or two, Adam, when, yeah. when the phase of their career could probably be described as saggy. Yeah, if, if Dolph Lundgren was on stage, I would not mistake him no. for the rest of the Bon Jovi. Well, group. if you had a, a stood Dolph here next to Richie Sambora by the time we'd seen them in concert... I just said, gee, Dolph's in fucking good nick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Richie's fallen on hard times, I believe, at that stage. <laughs> just to clarify, Richie was in a bad place. Okay, Jared. Dolph and Joy Bond. <laughs> oh. I still say, gee, Dolph looks pretty good <laughs> next to, next yeah. to noted, noted uh, fucking good looking Rooster John Yeah, yeah. But also noted bum sagger. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, they're all wearing their leather stripes to keep the fucking bums from I know. sagging too far. I know. We Guys, know that. Sometimes I feel like saying to them, look, just fucking embrace the fact that just you're old. Just wear a pair of fucking tracksuit pants. Oh, <laughs> stop touring. <laughs> well, I, love, I love John Bon Jovi, but in recent videos that have come out of him, I'd suggest that's probably sound advice. Oh, my like, God, yeah. He sounds like he had a fucking tracheotomy the last one. Jesus. <laughs> well, the last one I heard him, I can't remember what he was singing, but Christ. <laughs> <laughs> there have been only a couple of times where I've wanted to jam something in my fucking ear. Yeah, it's just... It's just <laughs> and that was it. That was one of them. Just a natural part of aging. You can't fucking sing unless you're John Farnham. You can't hear yeah, notes yeah, like exactly, that anymore. Exactly. But see, I mean, it's a peak John, of their powers. And they're peak John, of their powers. Take it down. I think John's taking it down a key. I think he needs to take it down <laughs> two, <laughs> three more. Oh yeah. At but the peak of their powers. Looking at Farnham and Jovi. At the peak of their powers, Farnham fucking wipes that gun off the fucking... He well, he does. He blows him off the stage well, with Jovi, fucking ease. Prime Jovi was belting high notes, but Farnsy... I mean, if Farnsy's dropped half a key in <laughs> 70 years... <laughs> Poor old John. Not, he can't sing the same key. No, like. exactly. So, yeah, I agree. Lundgren sort of does fit that mould well enough. Just to, just to continue the tangent just, just slightly longer... <laughs> How do you reckon John Bond would have fit in <laughs> at, uh, at the Arboretum? <laughs> oh, mate, I tell you what, mate. I tell you what, he would have got home on time because <laughs> he would have got left in a fucking limousine <laughs> with <laughs> the weight for every other asshole to but get on the bus. Do you reckon he's pushing towards uh, Farnham Territory or do you reckon he's languishing? No, he would, have been, he would have been sort of languishing back with... Um, Cavalier, <laughs> I mean, John Bond would be a, a, a ten years younger than Farnsey. Yeah, yeah, yes. But I ten keys, mean, <laughs> about four or five keys lower. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You know, and I've said this before. You see a video on YouTube with fucking legitimate vocal coaches saying, "Holy shit, who is this fucking guy?" Yeah, yeah. Right. You don't see that with JBJ. No. And nobody's no. saying that JBJ was the greatest singer in the world. No, he wasn't. The fuck, you just hold a tune. But he was, yeah, he was a solid not. singer. Now he's lost that because he's too old. So guess what? Time to stake your saggy ass to your fucking Smokey Dawson chair okay. and, okay. and wrap it up. Right. Yeah, what? Just to just be really nice about things. I'd be pretty happy with my two hundred and fifty million dollar. Um, you oh, know, look, you could retire. He could have retired. Net worth. He could have retired twenty years ago and. and 
fucking gone off to live in a cave somewhere well, and been perfectly comfortable with what he's left behind. Well, put it this way. Living on a prayer lives forever. Yeah, exactly. Like, it'll never die. Yeah. So he will make royalties off that for the rest of, rest of his days. Correct. So you're telling him... Just in a roundabout way, stop touring. Wrap it up, brother. I know you're doing something you love. <laughs> let's, 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 let's. The rest of us don't. We used to. We used to. Now it's just a mild sort of mild reminder of. How things yeah. used to be. Oh man, yeah. But Dolph does fit the mould. He looks like a kind of a less drugged out Nicky Six. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely hair metal. He could fit in the hair. Oh metal. yeah. I see him in a Def Leppard sort of. Definitely. Def Leppard kind of scenario. I mean, yeah, yeah. I could see him. Although that Just... bloke with one arm is still a better drummer than Dolph. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Easily. I mean, the fact that that prick can use his fucking foot, his yeah. his feet. Better than most. Yeah. You know, and drumming, yeah, you need both. I mean, he could, he could not use that one hand and he's still got me comfortably covered oh, on, the, on, the drum, on the drum kit. But, yeah, Dolph, Dolph does, does okay in that respect. Like, it's, it's passable. And I do, I'll tell you one thing I did actually like, that he wasn't an ex-cop or an ex-fucking military man or yeah. an ex-buddy CIA agent or some bullshit. We're kind of waiting for that, and then it did happen, but not in the He was a bikey. Yeah, yeah. Even Die Hard, John McClane, although he's meant to be, like, the everyman, yeah, yeah. he's a cop. So he's trained to do certain things, right? Mm. Whereas we don't tend to go for the, the, the actual everyman who's not trained to deal with these things to actually have to deal with them. Yeah, correct. So I kind of I felt that was at least a nice change. Yeah, it was at least something, you know, trying to trying to change things up slightly. Mm. Uh, the only other two things I had is when he stabs the bloke through the chin, he comes out through his eye. Yeah. So his yep. first encounter with one of the terrorists. Yep. Solid. Yep, pretty good. And then not that long after that, he uses the guitar to get their attention. Yes. And then he bashes one of them over the head with it and jams, runs him through with the neck. Yep. I thought we were starting to find something, that find our feet cool. there. Marty that, that, McFly'd him a little bit with, yeah. the, fucking, with the, the feedback. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was where I thought, okay, this is the kind of track we want to be on. But then this we immediately went away from it. Yeah, yeah. That was actually the last life I had in the whole movie. Oh, right. Sorry. That'll get you one and a half. I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Let's get into the dislikes because there's a few. Okay. First off, hearing the song, that, that band's not playing in a stadium. No. <laughs> they are playing, playing a small in front pub. of 40 to 50 people at the Atlantic <laughs> Club. Well, yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. much, pretty much. If a whole stretch to 100. No. <laughs> okay, 75. 75. I'll give you 75. 70, I'll give you 75. 75. At um, the peak. But she's a sellout tonight, boys. <laughs> <laughs> the same thing, I mean, it kind of goes to what we said about... I think I kind of mentioned that Dolph thought he was playing... You know, the budget-wise, Dolph felt he was playing Madison Square Garden, <laughs> but he was playing the Rudy Hill RSL. Yeah. And so you can see... <laughs> yeah, they certainly used extras repeatedly. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't quite stack up. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And, and Dolph, 
you know, that's probably his best directorial trait. He shoots around the fucking lack of actors he's got yeah, in the front of yep. the fucking stage. Yeah, he did all right there. Uh, for an action film, there is very little action. Mm-hmm. And what is actually presented on screen is very poorly done. Mm. Which sucks because, once again, Dolph Lundgren has, has been down in the, in the salt mines of action films for years. Yeah. We don't really have a set piece. Yeah. We didn't blow up one car. Yeah, we did. We blew up one car <laughs> oh, well, with a bazooka. We blew up one car, that's right. Sorry. And then we blew up one door and blew a guy out with some C4. Yeah. But again, none of this stuff really blew my skirt up. No, not at all. And if you're choosing to do it in a concert, we'll fucking do it in like concert like with the guitar. Do something like that. Relates to, to what we're doing here. Like, and you brought up Sudden Death... That's exactly what Sudden Death does. You know, he gets on the fucking hockey... He gets on the ice and, and you know, they use... And as silly as that is, it's an entertaining set piece. Correct. Where and he the, ends up out on the ice going, fuck, yeah. what do I do here? And they use the... Remember, you know, the fight with him in the mascot costume yeah. and stuff like that? I feel like that's what you got to do. If you're setting... If you're making a diehard on a something, well, use the something. And we didn't really do that. No, we didn't. No. We didn't. And... <laughs> The action just became really pedestrian. And for some reason, Dolph... I mean, it was 2009. Maybe this was the, the flavour and the style back then, but and I can't really remember it. Although, I guess Michael Bay was pretty big back then and that sort of... his This sort of shit we saw from Lundgren here is in a similar mould. Using a lot of zooms and fucking yeah. shaky cameras and stuff, like, that doesn't make it frenetic. No, I didn't love that. Well, there was, there was certain action scenes where it was again it's like give us a sense of the space they're in yeah give us show me where where everything's connected so if yeah. he's in the toilet smoking weed <laughs> where's that to where the president is where's that to the stage yep we didn't know any of that probably because the whole fucking place looked exactly the same yeah there was a lot of that you needed like keys whether it be signage whether it be Colour coding or something, you needed yep. something. Yep. And unfortunately, Dolph, again, I don't really. How's a guy who's made so many movies in his time not aware of those little things? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know whether, again, it's hard to say whether he was not aware of it or whether it was like budgets or whatever. Well, that's whatever right. Was going probably, on, probably, like, it's probably like we are filming here, whether you like it or not. This is where we're going to be filming. Yeah, yeah. So, you know... So Dolph had to work around the constraints of, that he had. We don't know a lot about the movie and what was, you know, what the challenges were, but I'd suggest money was probably one of them. So, yeah, yeah. Six yeah. million, no? Six million, yes. I feel like, yeah, just... I don't know. If it's me, I'm like, oh, okay, well, we've got the auditorium, clearly. Let's fucking use that as much as we can in some some way to... Can I drop a fucking speaker rig on somebody's head or something Yeah, like yeah, that? exactly. Like, you know, it's like, a simple kind of... Music-related stuff. Mm. A couple of music-related puns. Yeah. We know nothing about Lundgren's character. Like, and and the and when they do try to give him some kind of backstory, it's really piss poor, and it's kind of like just shuffled out. Yeah. Well, it started with something, but then it's like, okay, his brother died. Is where there. it sort of went. I think I mentioned to you. It felt like early on. It felt like they were trying to roll John McClane and Al Powell together. <laughs> we've got, we've got the McClane, but he doesn't want to touch a gun. It's like, all right, where are we going with this? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I wouldn't say I was super satisfied with where it ended up. No, no. Acting, 
<laughs> yeah. Everybody not named Dolph Lundgren is atrocious. <laughs> like, okay. there's okay. a guy playing the president who... <laughs> he's not an actor, surely. Well, I felt like some of them... Well, I felt like, yeah, uh, quite a handful of them were probably not actors. Just people who stumbled across the set? I don't know. The woman in the army. Yeah, terrible. The kid who was injured, who was a fan. Have your CD. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I don't because I fucking downloaded it from Napster. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We haven't had your CD (laughs) great. I mean, some of these people are not an actor's ass, and it just doesn't help. So this is the thing. I believe Dolph has given some really good performances. And I think yeah, he's a I much better he's a actor than he's actor. given credit for. Yeah. The problem is Dolph makes a lot of shit. And so he, I, I think he just kind of phones in some of this shit. Yeah. But it's a combination of that and what they've got to say and do. Like that kid, I mean... But when you wrote it, it wasn't... <laughs> you should make it better for yourself at <laughs> yeah, the minimum. True. Well, that's a good point. <laughs> Try to, try to punch up your own dialogue yeah. as a start. If everyone else sucks, well, you can say, well, I was all right. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I delivered a performance on it. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's a combination of that and what they've got to say. Like, some of it's just... You, you're kind of just sort of looking at the screen and seeing mouths move. <laughs> not, much, <laughs> not much else is going on. Well, that's what I was like. That's what I was like for the last 25 minutes of the movie, oh, anyway. Yeah. I mean, look... Jared, I hate to admit this to people, but I was on my phone. (laughs) (laughs) The last 25 minutes, I was on my phone. Yeah, it was. And that that is a death knell. Yeah. Like, that's a death knell for any movie. Well, I think it started. I picked it up to to check out his buddy, James Chalk, who was also (laughs) in this movie, (laughs) to check out how many Dolph pictures he was in. I think I found about seven or eight. (laughs) Next thing I know, I was fucking. I don't know what I was. But, but it that, wasn't. It wasn't the movie. No, that's right, and that's a death knell for any movie, especially an action movie where you really should be kind of, you should be able to grip people. Yeah, at the minimum. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, one of my <laughs> early dislikes, <laughs> the kind of Britney Spears character or whatever she like, the pop star character, the fact that she walks in and before she's even uttered a word is smitten with Dolph. It's just silly, isn't it? I mean, I know the guy is... He's a striking character. He's hes big. He's ripped. But I don't get the sense that that girl is walking into a gig going, oh, who's the drummer? But also... That but was also- a second line. <laughs> who's the drummer? Nobody knows because I tell you, you name me ten rock drummers. Yeah, exactly. Well, well I named Dave Grohl. Exactly, exactly. And fucking, you can't. I can give you maybe two more. Ringo <laughs> and fucking... Tico Torres. Roger, Roger, Roger fucking... Roger. Roger fucking, what's his name? From, <laughs> from Queen. Roger Taylor. Roger Taylor from Queen. That's it. That took you a while. Took me a while. So that's what I'm saying. Can't even get there. And now he was in one of the greatest bands of all time. Fucking <laughs> yeah. hell. That's probably a flaw in Dolph's plan because he is a drummer and can actually do that. He's made the fucking the, the sexiest man alive. He was the front man doing the fucking actual yeah, rose swing, right. you know. <laughs> <laughs> With a bandana on, a pair of fucking bike shorts. Yeah. He's, he's put himself on the drums and me and you both kind of giggled and were like, when's the drummer, other than Dave Grohl, when's the drummer been the famous one? And he wasn't the famous one when he was the drummer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, Dave Grohl became famous when he was in the Food Fighters. Yes, and made he his own bands where he sang and played the guitar. Yeah. 
and the drums and fucking everything else yeah. on the first album. Yeah. But when there's where the Foo Fighters tour, he's playing the guitar and singing. Yeah. He's not he's not drumming. When he was though. in Nirvana, he wasn't the one that people knew. No, exactly right. And yeah, Ringo Starr is probably the most well known drummer in history. <laughs> but he was fucking fourth <laughs> like, like nobody gave a shit what he thought back then. No. You know? Yeah. So the other problem with that whole thing, and it's not about the fact that I mean, Dolph's 65 and he's currently marrying a 25-year-old. Yeah. So it's pretty clear so Dolph... I, I was laughing at going, this is bullshit. <laughs> I, looked, I looked at it and said, actually, no, it's not. He's actually yeah. doing that, isn't he? Okay, it? so this guy's currently doing this? But oh, I feel I like it would have taken a little bit of work. No, it but been, she walked in the room and said, hmm, who's the drummer? And oh. not only that, but five minutes later we get the reporter going and she goes, thanks, you're cute. <laughs> like, it's Seagal syndrome. It is, a little bit. So, of so what... The re- what I'm saying about it is, it's not about the fact that he's not a you know he's not a handsome cat, who who who's ripped for a bloke who's fifty. Yeah. And I'm not saying that a 19 year old woman wouldn't look at that and go shit, you know, he looks good. Yeah. I'm more about the fact that his character is so fucking charismaless mm. that when they have an interaction, I'm just like, well, no. No. Like, she wouldn't be interested in him because he, he's, he's monosyllabic. He just fucking... <laughs> he says, like, three words in the first 20 minutes. Yep. Very true. And none of it is engaging in any way. <laughs> it's just... It's just mumble bullshit. Yeah, he's oh, sort of like, well. oh, a piece of bills, and he gives her a pout, like... Yeah, there's a lot of pouting. We might get in the sack later on. Yeah. Hey, do you know what I mean? Like, it just has no... There's no effort put into that trying to create something, that no. kind of like that back and forth, that little bit of flirting, mm. that's not there. Yeah. So that's why I don't buy it. It's just like, fuck me, Dad, you're saying that this girl is interested in him when they've spoken for two minutes. Well, she was interested in him before they spoke. Well, but that was that was lust. That's That's all it is. Then, then she spoke to him. She's like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> she's she's like, "Well, well, oh, oh, well we're man. still a chance, but nah. I liked it before. I won't be cuddling with him <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk to him about anything." <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was yeah, not not great. The villain, Jared. Disastrous. You 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 are never on good ground when your villain is like a henchman type who yeah. who carries a weapon and and people keep saying like Die Hard it created the the you know the the sophisticated villain. Yeah. But I actually don't think it did. I, like Lethal Weapon had some of that too. Yep. Which was prior to Die Hard, where you had Mr. Joshua was the heavy, but yep. he was a three dimensional heavy. But look at something like Cliffhanger. I mean, we laugh at John Lithgow, but fuck, I could have done with a, so a Lithgow, heavy yeah. dose of that as, you know, the, the, head, the head guy. There's a large chasm in acting skills between John Lithgow and fucking this bloke. Correct. But... But a, the, 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 the... A guy like John Lithgow knows that mold. this is bullshit, this is kind of shit, and I've got to play along to it. Yeah. But the mould is there of... Partially sophisticated, like he wasn't fully sophisticated like Hans Gruber, John Lithgow, but he was he was more sophisticated. But he was spewing fucking funny yeah, lines yeah. and and these guys a I mean, couple of menacing sort of just. I wouldn't have known which this guy any any less than the, it was the same as Ch- James Chalk. Yeah, to me it's like there's a kind of spectrum there. 
you've got the Hans Gruber, hmm. who you don't really need to see fight or anything like hmm. that. They're just so good in the acting stakes. If you're going to go with, with a heavy, well, it's got to be like fucking Tong Po. Yeah, yeah. Big. big. It's just a menacing mammoth yeah. of a man who you are. And you know we're going to throw down big at the end. Yeah. Like, and, between and, you know, one of those guys that doesn't necessarily have to talk or do any of that sort of stuff. It's just they're there. It's like the final boss. It's like fucking Goro in Mortal Kombat. Like, it's... Good one. Yeah. That's And, and this one just kind of tried to place it somewhere in the middle. And I just don't feel like that really... And it didn't help that the guy wasn't much of an actor. No. And that does not help you. Again, I would say he was probably on the upper end of the people in the movie. But yes. Just not and he had true. nothing given to him. Like, the script yeah. is crap. So. <laughs> Dolph's coming for you. Yeah, oh, yeah. Don't worry. I mean, he's 65 years old. He can still whip my ass well and truly. Handily. Oh, handily. Yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pacifist. Uh, Dolph. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think you gave yourself a chance against Chuck because he was 80. Oh, yeah. Then yeah. you reconsidered. Yeah, I reconsidered that. Dolph's so got 15 years, years, years on Chuck. <laughs> and I just... And Dolph's got a reach advantage. And I just clicked over to 47. So far. <laughs> yeah, I'm only going forward. <laughs> <laughs> and my shoulders are sore. <laughs> Yeah, I had a long walk this morning and I'm still recovering from that. So. Well, yeah, even Harrison Ford recovers better than from the long walk <laughs> yeah. than I do, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Puts himself in the rotisserie for <laughs> a couple take... of hours. <laughs> the president seemingly is, is protected by the fucking Keystone cops. <laughs> I mean, they just, they just cut this entire protection team to shit. Yeah. In a matter of seconds. Yes. And see, this is... Fuck, I should stop talking about Die Hard because it's... Again, no, but... Okay. It's Jaws and... It's yeah. Jaws and... Jaws and, and fucking else. Cruel Jaws. Um, <laughs> it's... You look at that and you are like, okay, plausible situation. Late at night, small security team because it's not the president. Yeah. As you brought up when Obama sort of showed up in Australia... I mean, fucking good luck getting near the boat. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So the kind of likelihood that it was this easy, just kind of like, ugh. I feel it would have been better to go with a lower level politician who yeah. had made some waves yes. that went against what these guys were about. Yeah, it, it Again, made it easier. Aiding a bit high on the budget, I guess. Because you need a lot of people and a lot of people to kill and fight and stuff like that. And yeah, but if you're gonna knock, if you're gonna fucking cut them off in like a minute, like the the, the battle scene when they shoot it out with them is just wasted. Yeah. Because yeah. it's over in seconds, and then that we've lost all that. And yes, one of the security guys survives, but that's where my next dislike comes in. Why does Dolph need a fucking posse? Well, <laughs> that's not even my biggest question on that one. My biggest question is that guy identifies himself as the head of security. So if he's still there, I'm like, okay, yes, thank you for your help. You've obviously shown you're pretty capable of doing now something. Now fuck off. And <laughs> we can help each other, but I feel like I am probably more on top of the situation. I'm better equipped to deal with this than you Correct. might Correct. You were just on stage. You were fucking in the toilet smoking a joint 20 minutes ago. <laughs> 
Why am I seeding control to you? Like, Similar to what we talked about yes, last week with Slaughter High, was that a pub joint? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> no, the thing for me is, you're correct. That guy's the guy in charge. Yeah. Is he not? Yes. And the only reason that... Well, um, as you said, he's just... Uh, demonstrated that him and his crew are probably not up to the task anyway, so maybe I should hold back on that question. <laughs> but it was just another in this, as you said, it didn't seem right that it was a president. They got wiped out really quickly. Then the head of security just says, yep, it's your show. Yeah, yeah. And the only reason he usurps him yeah. is if he's fucking ex- Special Forces or his ex-fucking SWAT or something. And yeah. he, he has he has the capabilities that outstrip this other guy. Yeah, and we both kind of said that that's not the way to go. So if Dolph is in that situation where it's not like, oh, I've got experience in this so I can, I can handle this, it's like, leave him alone then. He's the last resort. What we probably didn't see is that the the protection guy was going to use him as a human shield. Yeah, he basically yeah, said, true. you go first. You go first, that's right. Yeah. You just uh, peek around the corner yeah. and see if there's anything there. Yeah, okay. Tell you what, run out and scream. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Loudly. Exactly. Oh, shit. You go that way and make a lot of noise. <laughs> as much as you can. Bang on a few things with those sticks you've got shoved down the back of your pants. Funny you mention the sticks because another one of my dislikes is I can't believe you didn't fucking beat anyone up with these drumsticks. <laughs> Yeah, that would have been fucking awesome. He plays a complicated rhythm on some guy's head. I was kind of waiting for him to whip out the drumsticks and just kind of, yeah, whack a couple of bikes over there. That would have been fucking awesome. It never happens. What? What are you doing? It's a movie about a fucking drummer who gets caught up in a terrorist situation and you don't do that? I was waiting the whole movie for it. Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> you should know better than anyone that that's the selling point. That's the way to go. That's your trailer shot. <laughs> All right. Dolph is dressed like a man who should be ashamed of himself. Oh, no, no. And again, 50-year-old bikes can be ripped. I mean, I know... This month's episode, this month's issue is Men's Health has a ripped Pete Murray on it, Jeez. and he's in his fifties. And I get that people can stay ripped into their older years. Yeah, with a couple um, of jabs in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know when I retire, that's what I'm going to be doing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I have absolutely no idea why, but I will. Good. Yeah. But Dolph, he's dressed like a fucking... He just... He, he's got leather pants, he's got leathery skin. He's like, yeah, leather pants, leather upper torso covering... Yeah. <laughs> Also known as skin. Um, but he looks... Look, he's got a vest on. Yeah. He looks... Him strutting around in the leather pants, I'm like, well, okay, that kind of fits. But getting around <laughs> in the vest and stuff... I mean, I thought he looked the part earlier earlier on. When, when he's he in had the, the shirt. Kind of, yeah, yeah, the sleeveless. <laughs> and he had the fake... Are they fake tattoos? I think... They, <laughs> I hope they're fake. <laughs> I hope they're fake. He should have just not had them at all. <laughs> I mean, they look like the sort of things you put on one of your, your My Player character in fucking yeah, exactly. NBA 2K. Yeah, when you're low on VC. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck, I can't get a good one, so I'll just put that shit on my arm for now. 
<laughs> so he dresses ridiculously. He does. And he, he looks like a guy who shouldn't be dressed like that. Correct. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, if you look at Bon Jovi these days, they dress conservative. <laughs> <laughs> minimal leather. No. I don't know, maybe their jocks are leather. <laughs> <laughs> They've still got, like, fucking funky jeans on and things like that, yeah. but they're not... <laughs> They're not wearing leather pants. No, no. Well, maybe JBJ still is. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he's got an ass that can fill it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we are laughing our heads off at this. But let's not forget a 50-plus JBJ when we saw him still had just women swooning over him. Of, an, of many different age groups yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. We were sitting next to a couple of couple of uh, birds that were just <laughs> in some sort of some sort of bloody hypnosis over the bloke. Well, or something. you know what? If a fucking JBJ impersonator had a had a look in their direction, that's not a bad idea. That's what you should do. Turn up. The- <laughs> turn, up, <laughs> yeah. turn up to a Bon Jovi uh, yeah. say, oh, oh, I'm Ron Bon Jovi <laughs> Will that do? Yeah, I'm John's brother I'm John's brother yeah. uh, Did you say his name was Ron Bon Jovi? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ I think we probably need a more sort of, uh, A more sort of Cool name than Ron <laughs> hey, That'll pass, that'll pass. <laughs> Yeah, I'm Ron Bon Jovi Would you be interested? <laughs> is that okay? Is that enough? I don't think there's a lot of takers to Rod Bon Jovi. <laughs> yeah, well, look, like we know not, you're not ones. We know you're not the front row, so the chance of catching his eye is probably slight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rod goes further back. <laughs> Rod's, Rod's in the cheap seats. <laughs> and he can help you out if required. <laughs> Ron holds the nosebleeds. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, God. Coming back to... Because we kind of got off track a little bit there. But Just Dolph, a touch. Dolph's, <laughs> Dolph's fucking little group, little posse that he seems to have. The, the, what, what was the point of the kid, the fan who's injured? I mean, the whole thing had no necessity for anything. No. It didn't change anything. It never it comes didn't. back into it. Well, you look at it and you're like, the Argyle sort of role. Is he going to come up with some, just some little thing just when needed, you know? Yeah, and he didn't. He, he didn't, didn't do anything. No. Did he? I mean, I missed the end. He did go. He did. We could have done without yeah. But the, uh, to add it to that, he couldn't act worth a shit. The guy was fucking hopeless. Like, what was the point of him? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't get it. And then my last is like the final fight scene, which I feel like if you're going to cash anything, that's what you cash. You yeah. cash in your, your, your choreography dollars there. Do it on the stage. Fuck. Yeah, with all the fucking instruments. That's where you, yeah. play, that's where you fucking play the ball goes. <laughs> yeah, that's where you play in the air tonight on his fucking scone. Like, that's that's <laughs> Do 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 do! You're right, Melty, Brandon, Scott, like that. Absolutely, 
That is definitely what you do. Something like fucking that. Fucking hell. Just... In the air, you know, it comes on in, <laughs> over the speakers and he fucking flogs them like, like to the tune. <laughs> to the tune of his Phil Collins. To, I think we need to remake it. Oh, kickstart. No, for <laughs> fuck's sake. Make some calls, we mate. I could have told you that back in 09. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? It's, you know, you're a drummer in a band and you're the hero. Uh, you need to bash someone's head in with a drumstick. <laughs> Actually, pre- preferably four or five guys all um, all crouched down at different levels so you hear you going... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one who's already been knocked out so you can do the flip <laughs> on him. On <laughs> While you're beating the ones that are still still conscious with your drumsticks, and they don't move, they they stay they stay, they stay there during it. But that's the one you cash your your, your dollars in on. Yeah, that big blue at the end between the villain who's who was quite sort of solid, yeah, and well, Lundgren who's a big boy, yeah, and and you you duke it out and you do it on stage, and you fucking belt each other with drums and you know mic stands and. Well, it feels like shit. that's what the whole thing's building up for, right? And we don't see the fucking auditorium after about the halfway point. So I felt like that's what I was in for. I was looking for a bit of that sort of just, you know, cheesy shit. But, yeah, I think that was kind of... That was the end of the likes, the dislikes for me. Yeah, too, so and that fight is unfortunately than, uh, quite poor. Yeah. Other than... Um, as I mentioned, my own fucking lack of geopolitical fucking... Nouse. <laughs> 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 geopolitical nouse. As soon as they said Russia and then they kind of mentioned, oh, something about Soviet Union, I was like, oh, shit, I'm, I'm lost already. <laughs> I, uh, I understand something to do with that, but I can't say I can go too deep into it, so I, I don't really understand why I was upset. But That shit goes way over my head, and yeah. I do not... Yeah, I don't want to touch that shit with a barge All I got from it was that his dad had led a coup, right? Yes, and in back in 1991. Yes. But then I think that at the end they said 1992. <laughs> so I think they might have got their years mixed up. Yeah. But he led a coup. It didn't work. He blew his own head off at the start. And then this guy was coming back because the president was... I mean, I can't quite remember what the connection was between the presidential... Why he was grabbing the president. No. But on top of that, he wanted a billion dollars in sterling silver. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. Lost. Yeah, lost. Indeed. All right, you you had nothing else? No, no. Other than more fucking, you know, music-related oh, beatdowns. Yeah, beatdowns and, you know, other stupidity that probably could have livened this up. Yeah, exactly. All right, that is Command Performance. You can find us on Ponomatic iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Send us an email at thrillme at iinet.net.au. We're on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia, Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com, and Instagram at thrillmepodcastau. Keep an eye on the Facebook page for details of our next film. But until then, take it easy, and we'll catch everyone later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.